Hello, Vibers, and welcome to the Vibe with Kai podcast. It's your boy, Kai. Today, I'll be speaking with boundary coach Judy Hu. We'll be talking specifically about setting psychological boundaries in your life and how important that is for your mental wellness. Now, before we get started, don't forget, if you're a fan of this podcast, you can get even more exclusive content on the Vibe with Kai Patreon, especially if you're having, uh, if you're into having insightful discussions surrounding mental health, good vibes, positive energy, simply click the link in the description of this podcast and subscribe to the Vibe with Kai Patreon for only $1 per month. For that $1 per month, you get exclusive access to my interviews with mental health, mental health professionals and popular influencers from around the globe. Plus a sneak peek behind the scene look at my life. I post stuff in there that I don't post anywhere else. It's my safe space. So uh, subscribe today, $1 per month. Okay, now enough about me. I want to talk about our guest that we have today, which I'm super excited about, Judy Hu. Um, And there's a bunch of things that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, but I want to start off by just kind of picking your brain. Tell us about you. Tell us about uh, uh, how you got into being a boundary coach. I First off, I'm so excited. And I had told you this prior to recording that I was super nervous, which yes. really shows about how um, I want to be able to show up authentically, mm-hmm. you know, and so part of this is is connected to the story, but I came to becoming a boundary coach through mental unwellness. So what mm. do I mean? I mean, mental breakdown, what would be called a breakdown, but for mm. me, it was like break through breaking okay. free into who I am. Mm-hmm. So um, being able to be safe in my body is one of the reasons why I turned into a boundary coach, because I got into therapy as a provider in order to heal, Mm -hmm. which is based on this old framework that there's something wrong with the person that I'm working with. Mm -hmm. Right. And I am sitting in the place of authority and like expertise. And I'm there to kind of help them get to that clarity on their own type of thing. But what happened over and over again was I was still living in the framework that I was taught and indoctrinated in of like a certain way of being is the only way that we should be. Ooh, ooh! could you go into that a little bit? Yes. So I was born and raised in Colorado. So very predominantly white um, town at that or town that I grew up in was at that time. And so I was one of two Asian people. So even within my home, I felt othered because I was born in America, you know, learning English and my parents were immigrants. And then in the school, I felt other because I literally was, I didn't look like anybody else. Mm -hmm. So how I internalized that because I didn't have anyone kind of guiding me because no one knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. um, I just internalized that difference as defective, Mm. right? Not good enough. Because I also got, you know, some hearty racialized Mm -hmm. statements made for me, right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens when I meet someone new is I have to get a sense for, am I safe to be me here? Am I welcome in this space? Am I allowed to take up space? Is my voice important? Right. Right. Right? And so that has nothing to do with who I'm with. It always has to do with how I adapted in my body. Mm -hmm to create the sense of safety and remind myself like, yes, I deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. I say has value. Yes. And so it's kind of this having to learn 
that I am in charge of creating this sense of my psychological boundary of like who I am. Mm-hmm. And my job is to bring that fullness, that authenticity to where I go without the, um, without the fantasy yeah. that I'm safe everywhere. Right, right, right. right? So I do have to read the room, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean I am going to feel shame for parts of me that I can't show. I'm going to know I'm not showing that part because of safety. And my job is to protect myself. Right, right. And, and it, I feel people. like it takes, a, how did you get to that point? Because I, I feel like it could take a lot to really get yourself to the point that you're able to take in, you know, I guess comfortably like the situation, the room, uh, and being able to take certain actions or removing yourself from certain situations, whatever it may be. How did you get yourself to the point that you were um, within yourself to know these things? I think there was a lot of learning in childhood first. So as an Asian American woman, I was taught to be invisible and helpful at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I can sense in any place I go, what's needed here and do I have that and how can I provide it? Right. So that was unconscious programming. Mm -hmm. So how I do it now through the framework that I created was because I literally thought I could not live the way I was living anymore. I would Mm -hmm. wake up and go, I hate my life. Wow. Mm -hmm. I don't know if... (laughs) Other people Mm -hmm. feel this way, but it literally would like wake up and be like, oh my God, I hate this life that I've created. Right, right. Because what I did was every moment, right? It was, it's always this choice is something I tell my clients and my kids. There's always this choice in this moment. Do I disappoint them or do I disappoint myself? And it's like tiny Mm -hmm. things, right? Mm -hmm. Do I make this breakfast that they've asked for me, even though I've already made a different breakfast? Then I have to deal with their disappointment and their tantrum or I disappoint my, you know what I mean? So it's right. like every, so what happened was because I was such a people pleaser, cause I was so terrified of getting punished. Mm-hmm. I created a life that I thought I was supposed to live mm-hmm. and it wasn't the life I was meant to. Right. Did so you feel like of- you had to go about this alone or did you feel like that you had uh, I guess the the support needed to get yourself to that point. So I think an adaptive part, a trauma reaction part felt like I had to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I can't let other people know that I don't know what I'm doing. Sure. Then they're going to judge me. Right. Sure. Sure. Um, so I started by trying to figure it out. And then one day it was like, I woke up and I was like, I'm not, I need to like end this in some way because I was going to harm my kids. Mm. This is the thing. I woke up through my kids' needs. So I have ADHD. Mm -hmm. I did not know it until I was blessed with a child Mm -hmm. with this neuro difference that Mm -hmm. I could not figure out. Wow. I was parented through fear. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was a very much a rule follower, Mm -hmm. right? So when my child would do the exact opposite of what I would want, right? It would trigger my own insecurity that my kid was going to be bad, which then reflects bad on me. Wow. 
right? So if I didn't know how to get my kid to respond the way that they were supposed to, then I should not be parenting this kid. Wow. Basically how far I had gone because I, mm-hmm. my, my self-esteem was so low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then thankfully, I guess the guilt of like, oh my gosh, people would judge me if I, <laughs> you know, unalive myself or whatever. Right, right. Now because I'm through it. Yeah. I have so much empathy for people who have, have this like, you know, thought at any point in their lives. I woke up and I thought, okay, I should try one more thing. So I did a Google search and looked for some kind of thing to help me. And I landed in a program. Um, it's called Healing Our Core Issues. Mm. It's based on Pia Melody's work. Um, Pia Melody is a therapist in the Midwest. And her work is specialized on dealing with codependence. So love addictions, addictions in general, but on codependence. So through that was where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm living through my teenager. Mm. I am living through the way that I adapted as a teenager. I'm, I have even no idea what it means to be a functional adult. So that's wow. where the language started coming in. Yeah. And then as I was doing that kind of internal boundary work, I just started piecing together all of my other trainings to create this framework. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, it's been helpful to me. Let me try it on my clients. Right. And I showed them what I was doing. And, and then I started to just kind of really adjust it to a place now that I can, I feel like this is really helpful Right. For me and also other people. Right, right, right. I don't know if I answered your Yeah, no, question. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm curious because you you mentioned how you said you were you were you've been you were through it. So you're able to laugh about it now because you you you're through it. The work that you have to put into uh handling yourself in, in these situations, is it an ongoing process or do you feel like I've I put the work in, I'm just I'm I'm good now. Or is it like an ongoing, like everyday thing that you have to, you know, remind yourself of? I have to remind myself to eat every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, this is something that I have to remind myself every single day. Mm-hmm. Because what I understand now, the context is I only just realized that I'm a full human being. Wow. Mm-hmm. And by full, what do you mean? that I am equal to anybody else on the planet, right? And so this seems like a small thing, but this is existential. Mm -hmm. If we look at what's happening in Congress right now across Mm -hmm. the globe and country, there are people who are told, people in bodies like mine, that they don't know themselves enough to be able to control their bodies. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. So those laws, that rhetoric, teaches us that we are not full humans. Mm -hmm. And that is a lie. Yes. But it took me to really analyze every little thing that I was taught in school, in school Mm -hmm. and in marketing, right? In my environment Mm -hmm. and within my family of origin that taught me that I was not a full human being Mm -hmm. as I am. I had to fix myself. I had to adapt in different ways. I had to hide certain things. Right. And that is just 
a lie. So mm -hmm. yes, it takes every single day to remind myself to make sure that I keep my boundaries healthy because I am growing up in a society that teaches codependence, mm -hmm. like supremacy culture mm -hmm. that some people have more rights than other. I mean, so it's like, mm -hmm. it's like an onslaught of all this yeah. toxicity that I have to make sure I clean off every day. Right, right. And it's it's really interesting you say that because I was having a conversation with a colleague of mine recently, and uh, we were talking about uh, the the authority figures that were in our life when we were growing up. And it wasn't until uh, I was I was uh, I would say 2020 when I was interviewing a friend of mine who's a teacher and um, he asked me, how many black teachers did you have growing up? And I and I'm like, I'm thinking about it and I'm like. One and it wasn't until college. So from preschool all the way up through my I would say freshman, sophomore year of college, I've had nothing but white teachers. Mm -hmm. And just in like subliminal, subliminally in the back of my head, like that includes, you know, principals, that includes uh, guidance counselors, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the people that work at the front desk at my school. Mm -hmm. I was, I grew up and subconsciously just thought that I, people like me are not meant to do jobs like this. People like me are not meant to be teachers. People like me are not meant to be principals. You know, these, these authority figures, even the, uh, the, the athletic coaches that were in my high school were all white, mm -hmm. you know, like there were assistant coaches, you know, that were there, but like, like the main head person. Yes. Yeah. So again, let's go back to something I said earlier, mm -hmm. right? Support staff, mm -hmm. invisible and helpful. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is intergenerationally yes. enslaved black people. Mm -hmm. And then they got freed. So they imported Chinese to build the trains and then mm -hmm. they were wanting their rights. And so they imported. So, mm -hmm. so this is intergenerational that people of color, mm -hmm. indigenous people are intended to be invisible yes. and helpful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you're brought here for one purpose. Do that thing. Nothing for else. free. Do that thing for free. Yes. Yes. So mm -hmm. have no needs, basically, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Have no. And don't needs. ask questions. No. Don't have needs. Don't ask questions. Right. Just do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's the like the, that's the context I bring in the work of like mm -hmm. understanding. Oh, that's what that was, right? Right. right. So one right. of my teachers, Resma Menicum, he's the author of My Grandmother's Hands. Brilliant therapist. He just he says. Um, trauma decontextualized in a person looks like personality. Wow. Okay. So like if something traumatic happens to me, let me use an example. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, SA trigger mm -hmm. warning. If mm -hmm. I were sexually assaulted, mm -hmm. that trauma lands in me. Then I get all anxious about going outside and, you know, and then I have kids and I feel anxious about going outside. My kids will think, oh, mom's just anxious because they don't have the context of yes. that trauma, right? Mm -hmm. So trauma decontextualized over time and a person looks like personality. Wow. Trauma decontextualized over time and a family looks like family traits. So then like same example, I go out and I'm like, no, we can't go anywhere new and we've got to do this and we have to make sure we vet everybody and blah, blah, blah. My family now looks like an asocial. 
yeah. right? Never want to go out. And they're like, oh, Judy's family, just, they don't, I don't know. Write that. Decontextualized over time looks like this. Trauma decontextualized over groups of people looks like culture. Oh my God. So what do I mean? Let's normalize sexual assault wow. in the larger population. It was the girl's fault. What was she wearing? Wow. Okay. I apologize for that example. No, no, it's I'm important. This is important. Pissed, right? Mm -hmm. I am pissed mm -hmm. that we refuse to learn from history. Mm -hmm. So when we don't look at the truth, we repeat it because that's what our bodies do. Our bodies are just trying to heal. So our nation, right? If you refuse to look at the truth of the history of our nation, then we are bound to repeat it. And that's mm -hmm. all, right? Mm -hmm. And I say this with so much empathy because it's so scary to go into those trauma wounds and look at it, right? But it's not that scary when we do it together. And it's not that scary when we know you were never bad. Yeah. It wasn't because of what you were wearing. Someone made a, you know, it was not because you were bad. Mm -hmm. And then through that understanding of someone's humanity, they crossed a boundary. They did this thing that was unacceptable. Then there's an opportunity to hold a, someone accountable, mm. right? Then when you hold someone accountable for that decision they made that had an impact on someone else's body, then I'm able to engage with that person and have reconciliation. And then from that place of restored humanity in both of us, we can move forward. Mm -hmm. It's not that hard to deal with history. Right, right. It's scary. How do you, how do you feel like given the, the, the things that are happening in the, specifically this country right now, um, given everything that you just said, are you feeling optimistic? Are you feeling hopeful? What day is today? April 1st. <laughs> April 1st. Well, we know this is April Fool's Day. So. Yes. <laughs> Don't I know it? <laughs> yes. So you've caught me in a moment where I feel hopeful. Hopeful. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have a wonderful therapist. And in my darkest moments, he always reminds me, Judy, don't forget you are not alone. Mm -hmm. There are more of us than there are of them. Mm -hmm. Right. But when he says them, it's about the hate. Yes. It's about the fear. It's not about the humans. They're just, they're just so sick with this belief that's so harmful, they believe it's true, right? They have to perpetuate it to justify their own experience. Mm -hmm. So it's reminding us, reminding me, I'm not alone in this healing work. Pies out there. My mm -hmm. therapist is out there. These teachers are out there. These um, protectors of the trans communities are out there. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, if they weren't, not survived correct do you know what i mean for correct. this long mm -hmm. i really think that mm -hmm. if there were not good people trying to do good things out there we would not have lasted this long as a species absolutely absolutely mm -hmm. so i am hopeful in this moment mm -hmm. and i'm reminded too that the distance between hope and hopelessness is shorter than we think mm. 
right? So I'm always waiting, like, okay, I'm feeling hopeless right now, but I'm just going to take one step closer to something yeah. else I can do that makes me feel better. Yeah, I can do. Right, right. One, one thing that I realized that I was doing, and this is something I've been working on fairly recently, is I realized that I was dwelling so much on the past and worrying so much about the future and taking myself out of the present. And I've, I'm starting to teach myself that it's okay to look back on the past and learn and grow and be better, but to not live there. And it's okay, and, and, and it's okay to, to think about your future and where you want to go and what your goals are, right? Mm -hmm. But you're not going to get there if you're taking yourself out of the right here, right now with the actions and, and the thoughts and the processes that you have in place right now. And I've been trying really hard recently to just keep myself present, to keep myself here, to focus on the things that I can control. And I try to remind myself, okay, my goal is to buy a house, right? Next year. Great. Mm -hmm. Everything that I do right now needs to be something that supports that goal, right? And in mm -hmm. context for what you were talking about right now, we all know, a lot of us know what it would take to get us to a point that we feel equal, that we feel uh, accepted, that we feel validated, all of this mm -hmm. stuff. And if we focus on the right here, right now, on the things that we can do, the you know, the way that we go out and vote, the way that we educate mm -hmm. other people, we could focus on this right now. And then that'll take effect for things in the future. And like, as you said, learning from the past, this is what's going to happen <laughs> if we don't make these choices right now. And we're about to head into 2024. In this political cycle, it's, it, it's going to be awful. It's going to be really, really bad. Mm -hmm. And we have to be ready for that. We have to take the actions now to continue to educate and to reach out and to grow and, and to learn. Mm -hmm. And I, in a way, I feel kind of hopeful too, because I think that our young people are doing some really, really interesting things right now. 100%. Mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. like my child saved me mm -hmm. I believe this to be true of our youth this today mm -hmm. because there was some learning from their parents that they were trying to do this parenting thing consciously mm -hmm. right so these kids in some way somehow it got in them that they matter thank god right mm -hmm. they are seeing the truth and they're like, why are all these grownups crazy? Yes. I feel like this every day. <laughs> why are they, am I crazy? Like, why is everyone like all yeah. happy and stuff? I'm like, I don't <laughs> understand. Do you know what's happening? Now? No. <laughs> and then just with this hope, can I just share it? Yeah, please. Story? Mm -hmm. So as things are kind of falling apart, something that brings me comfort is reminding myself of that one day, right? The day that I thought I am going to end it so mm -hmm. my kids can be free of me because I'm causing so much damage. And then in that moment, I found this program that then helped me get out. We are in that moment. Mm. As a society, you're saying? As yeah. a society, we are in that breakdown point, mm -hmm. right? And as I've done my boundary healing, I have also got this, I have started this sense of like faith mm. of like, you know, yes, a higher power, like source, universe, whatever, but also faith that if my body knows how to heal, mm -hmm. when I access my 
true capacity of my body knows how to heal, I'm also going to trust that we are going to be able to get through this, not with apathy, not with avoidance, not with binge watching Netflix, although I do that, you know, me too, right there with you. Right. We got to We got to enjoy this time yes, here too, right? Absolutely. Got to put but a it's smile on our like, face every now and then. Let's all focus on the real goal. Yeah. Right. Which, and I'm going to use this as an example, and it's not to like um, minimize the goal. Mm. Let's say the goal of the getting a house, mm-hmm. right? But it's really in my wholeness, where do I want to bring this whole beautiful, perfect body to live in? Mm. This mm-hmm. space, right? So it's not the house that's going to complete you. Mm. You're going to complete you. And then your environment is going to match that brilliance. Oh my God. I love this. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so the goal is not million dollars. The goal is not the accolade. The goal is yeah. not achievement. The goal is your wholeness. Let's not forget that the reminder that of our wholeness, that every single person is put on this planet because there is no other person like them and their job, their sole job is to figure out who they are so they can shine in their brilliance and add to the world what is needed. That oh my goodness! I wasn't prepared for that moment, Judy. That was was my epiphany moment right there. That was beautiful, and it's so true. And it, it, you're absolutely right. You know, because it's not. You're right. It's not the physical house, in and of itself, that would complete me. You know, it's it's me, and then my environment supports that. Right, but the thing, Kai, can I just add to this? Please, yeah, Mm -hmm. a little bit. Okay, so you're like my epiphany on this. Do you know that you're already complete? I'm getting there. I'm right. getting there. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a lot of work, but I'm I'm slowly but surely getting there. Right. And so mm-hmm. um I have this group called Breaking Free Remembering Yourself. So Resma mm-hmm. coined this re hyphen membering. So it's remembering, so reattaching these parts of us that got cut away, that got hidden that got shamed and then just remembering them so that we are whole again. Our sense of self is back to where it started with at birth. So it's not like you have to find the missing piece and like, then you're whole. It's everyone is whole right now. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, It's like, what's that feel like embodied? How do we be fully embodied in our, essence our brilliance right that we no longer keep chipping away you know Mm -hmm, absolutely and 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 i'm glad you brought that up because that's actually one of the uh one of the things that you're offering uh so it launches may 1st the breaking free remembering yourself uh and and for anybody interested in that i'm going to have a link in the description uh of this episode so you can just click and, and get for more information but uh if somebody were to click and sign up on that what 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 will they get out of that as soon as they hit that that send link that is a great question mm-hmm. i am a new person with technology so <laughs> i want you to hang tight <laughs> you know like so I started this group during the pandemic right Mm -hmm. after George Floyd Mm -hmm. because I wanted a place that was safe for BIPOC Mm -hmm. and I know some people might be like well what about you know white folks who want to do this I understand Mm -hmm. but the fact that 
this 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 different way of presenting in the world, right? Invisible and helpful. I want a space for people to be able to start in the similar area versus like someone who knows that they're entitled to certain things. It'll just be a different experience, right? right. So I created this space as a live coaching program where we meet each week and I teach part of the framework and then you go home and integrate part of that. And then we go through the eight weeks together. Mm -hmm. This new iteration that I'm trying is hybrid. So I'm going to have all of the teaching online. So once you register, hopefully by the time that it starts, there will be teaching content that you go through on your own. Mm -hmm. And then you meet with me in a group setting once a week. And you have access to me on WhatsApp for asynchronous coaching. So if someone's like, I don't understand this thing about like my preciousness or that I can't, it's okay to be imperfect. They either text me in WhatsApp or, you know, record audio or video of this question. Mm -hmm. And then when I, when it's, when I have time, I'll respond and say, consider this. What about that? Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, asynchronous coaching on a, on mm-hmm. WhatsApp, um, access to all of my trainings that teaches the framework step-by-step, Right. And then weekly live group calls where people come in in all different stages of where they are, right? Mm-hmm. And share questions, mm-hmm. not for the solution, because I'm not, I'm not the expert on their life. Right. right? Right. Mm -hmm. They share what's coming up in their body. And then I share the translation. I wonder if it's this. And they say yes or no. They put it through their nervous system. Yes, that lands. And then I Mm -hmm. go, here's the context. What is, how does that feel? Right. Right. So why I love group coaching is because it is like this alchemy that happens when you bring different people together. Mm -hmm. One of our woundings was relational. Mm-hmm. One of our woundings was relational. Mm-hmm. So either our parents didn't give us what we needed or a peer harmed us or what. So it's relational. So in this group, it's not that we're connecting to each other. Like Kai, you're going to tell me what to do with my life. Right. Right. I'm sitting there going, Oh, I'm not alone. I have this experience. So does Kai in a mm-hmm. different way. And he's doing this. And I get to witness him there or someone else share something that they're struggling with mm-hmm. and it lands in me and go, I had no idea that was not okay to do. <laughs> right. Right. And so it's like everyone's brilliance adds to everyone else right. in real time. And then you get a sense of connection to something bigger. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to feel like you're all alone. Right. that was one of the traumas right right we think we're supposed to figure this out all on our own we're social yeah. creatures right <laughs> yes uh-huh. and uh-huh. we're not supposed to do it perfectly right mm-hmm. that's one of the things that i i've had to work on hardcore is like because i'm i'm a perfectionist and like oh man I, i've been i've been doing so much better but man that's that's probably one of my biggest 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 struggles because i am 100 a perfectionist what are you doing to make like try to to work that edge uh, so like a lot of the things that I try to perfect or like specifically are like the videos that I put out on, you know, Instagram and TikTok, right? I'll sit there just like meticulously, just like every little second. And I'm I'm at a point right now that I'm like, no, Kai, you like it? Just go, just hit send, just put it out there, just do it, you know? Uh, yeah. And that, that has helped a lot just to kind of like, nope, just hit send, 
hit send, whatever happens, happens, just kind of, just kind of go for it. And that's helped a lot for me. And so I, I love, I love that you're offering that. So people, if you're interested in, uh, in, in signing up for that, uh, I'll put the link in the description. Uh, it launches May 1st. Um, and, and real quick, cause I, I, I'm really, I'm really curious how, um, how this all works. So, uh, you're a boundary coach, right? So mm -hmm. if somebody were to go to your, uh, to your website, which I'll also put in the description, Mm -hmm. Um, if somebody were to go to your website and, and sign up for your coaching, what can they expect from that? What, how does it all work? So the boundary coaching is what I'm trying to do is, so I'm going to use, I like, I'm a visual learner. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to hold up these circles for people mm -hmm. who are just listening. It's like one small circle and one big circle. Mm -hmm. So we were taught for people of color in particular, anyone marginalized or oppressed, right? That our value is contingent on something else. So like mm -hmm. we can drop down. So being a boundary coach is knowing that you're not better than anybody else and you're not worse than anybody else. I'm trying to just get you back to your wholeness, oh. right? So these equal circles where everyone gets to like figure out who they are in their circle, right? What they want, what they don't want. You get to figure out who you are, what you want, what you don't want. And then we interact in a nonviolent communication way mm -hmm. to figure out if we're meant to interact and co-create something different, mm -hmm. right? So because what I'm teaching is a framework to approach your life, it's short-term, it's six months generally. I just use that as a random figure. Some people, I had someone who just went for four months and that was enough. Right. Um, six months of therapy, and then you come back as needed for tweaks. Mm. But what I do is I teach you the framework. So how I've made this equitable is the group coaching model is the the e like the lowest way in for the mm -hmm. amount of time that you get. Right. Okay. And then the one on one boundary coaching I can do for an individual weekly for up to six months or a couple because mm -hmm. that's also helpful is to. Um, work on your boundaries in your relationship mm -hmm. um, or you can do like an intensive so for people who are really busy they're able to do something within a couple of weeks to kind of understand sure how they've had to adapt in order to survive and then understand that they're supposed to cultivate their sense of wholeness which is what I coined the functional adult part of us so mm -hmm. that prefrontal cortex part mm -hmm. so that they can then communicate in a nonviolent way with other people knowing that they're valuable right need to be protected too right right i love the cultivate your wholeness i love that mm -hmm. that's a great way of putting it like and and mm -hmm. just because we were talking earlier about like like finding like your your like yourself your you are a whole person you know, getting yourself to that point that you know that you are a whole person, you do belong here, you you are your thoughts and feelings are valid, your dreams and your ambitions are valid, you have every right to change the world in a good way as anybody else on this planet. Um, and it, it takes a lot to 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 get to that point. So for my for my final question to you, Judy, anybody that's sitting here watching or listening right now that is having issues finding that wholeness right mm -hmm. like like getting themselves to the point that that perhaps you are at right now and, and even myself they don't they don't know how to get there they don't know what to do for anybody listening right now that has trouble finding themselves as a whole person what would you say to them okay 
I love this question. Let me see if I can. The first thing is you have to go on the knowing that there's nothing wrong with you. Mm. Okay. So if you start there, okay. If there's nothing wrong with me, what is the sensation that I feel in my body? Okay. And then you locate that sensation. If it's a tightness in your chest or a whatever, you then put your hand on that part of your body that you feel and you go, I see you. This is okay. What are you trying to tell me? Right. And then you feel in for the emotion. So if it's fear, right? Oh, I'm fearing someone will reject me. So what I'm doing is I'm saying, if you already know that there's nothing wrong with you, what is happening is now you're de doing detective work of what your body's trying to tell you. So if my heart is scared about showing up on Kai's podcast, that information, that data, because it's nothing about, there's nothing wrong with me, right? So then it's going, oh, I'm scared I'm going to appear stupid on this. I'm scared I'm going to be shamed on this. I'm scared of showing up fully on this. And that just gives me data for the next thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I can share that with the person that I'm with. Right. Not for reassurance from you, but to let you see me in my wholeness, because there's nothing wrong with me. I'm nervous. And I hold myself in my own humanity and go, it's OK to be nervous. Yes. It's not safe out there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. So the, mm -hmm. the, the North Star is there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. What is the sensation teaching me? What is it trying to get? I love that. I love that. And you, you know, I'm going to have to have you back now because there's so many. I could talk there's about so many questions. There's so many questions that that I that I have. Like there was like just about uh, uh, just even more so about boundaries that I, I definitely want to get into. And then uh, one of the webinars, one of the free webinars that you're doing on Saturday, April eighth. Uh, which I'll also include a link in the description for this. Uh, it's called Managing Microaggressions, which I think is fascinating. Um, and so I'm gonna put I'm gonna put some information in the uh, in the description about that. And then uh, lastly, here you're starting a, a tween group coaching program, Be the Light, which is accepting applications. Um, I, on my audience is mostly made of of people who identify as female, and a lot of them are moms, and a lot of them do have tweens and, and, mm -hmm. and teenagers, um, how, how, how could be, how can be the light help those moms with, uh, with tweens? So first have them sign up for the webinar because mm -hmm. then you're going to get a sense for how I talk in the framework. Cause I'm going to show mm -hmm. parts of it there. Okay. Mm -hmm. The reason why I'm starting this group for tweens and teens is because what we're teaching them is what's making them feel crazy. Mm -hmm. What we society, school, media, Congress is teaching them to not feel good about themselves in mm -hmm. some way. That anxiety, right? So if there's nothing wrong with you, the level of anxiety that I feel is telling me something, mm -hmm. right? It's not nothing wrong with you. So I'm so impatient of waiting for things to change to make it safe for people to be who they are, that I am now going to try to to just create content that I'll put on YouTube or social media. So this this group of teens that I'm going to 
gather together are going to be my testing ground. Mm -hmm. They're going to ask me questions and I'm going to just, I'm going to explain things, right? Like you think you have to pretend like, you know what you're doing. I'm going to tell you no adult knows what they're doing. What? What? Hi. What? You're saying that you're saying that I wake up every day and I don't know what I'm doing. How dare you? <laughs> Does it resonate for you? Do you have you ever felt like what the hell am I supposed to do? Every day. Every I day. Want, I, want a, I want a guidebook, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, what I want to tell the teens are your job right now is not to figure out where you're going. Your job is to figure out who you are. What's your light? So you're going to learn how to be yourself and then you're going to learn how to protect that light so it doesn't get snuffed out by anybody. And you're going to learn how to protect the other people from you accidentally snuffing them out. Mm. And you're going to learn that you're not supposed to do this perfectly. So you're going to hurt other people because that's what being a human is. We're going to make mistakes. And then we're going to be able to hold ourselves accountable because there's nothing wrong with me. Right. And there's nothing wrong with them. We're talking about the behavior. We're talking about the feeling and go, I'm sorry. I did that. I can see that that hurt your feelings. What can I do to make you feel better? Right. And then I'm going to go and learn that I shouldn't do that to other people. Mm -hmm. Right. Or for this particular person, this is their difference that I need to respect if I want to stay in relationship with this person. Right. So that's what I want to teach. Um, I want to be out of a job. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Like I want to just sit on an island and just be like, I think I'd get bored. See, there goes right. my, there goes my programming. I don't think, I think I'd like But that, that would be actually. a good, but that would be a good problem to have. It you would know? be. Yeah. Yes, it would be. That's amazing. And and uh for all of you that are listening or watching right now, they're like, I like this, Judy. Uh I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put uh, all of uh, all of their information here uh in the in the uh, description of the of the podcast. That way uh you can look up everything that you want to know, uh reach out, ask your questions. And and Judy, I'm gonna have you back on. You're stuck with me now. I hope you know that. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Yes, yes, because I have I have even more questions I want to ask. So uh Judy, thank you so much for for hanging out with me. Uh and and everybody else, thank you so much much for for watching for listening i always love bringing in uh professionals like this because uh like the the whole mental health mental wellness game it's it's all new to me i was just diagnosed literally this time last year you know like this is all very very new to me and that's why i've been documenting this this entire journey and and i always say to people i am not i personally am not a mental health professional I'm just talking about my journey. I'm a professional of my life, <laughs> you know, exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, I'm telling my journey. I love lending my platform to people to tell their journey. And I love lending my platform to mental health professionals and counselors and, and therapists, like all these people that have this uh, uh, insight and knowledge that I, like I will never have unless I learn from people like them. So um, that's why I do what I do. That's why I'm, I'm so happy that everybody here uh, watched and listen. I have people like Judy in my life to spread some knowledge and some insight. Uh, if you enjoy this, make sure you follow me on all of your favorite social media platforms, uh, or you can just visit my website at thevibewithkai.com. Judy, thank you again for hanging out with me. Uh, everybody else, have a wonderful, wonderful day. And I'll talk to you later. Much love. Good vibes. I'll see you. Bye.